Welcome to the Minute Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series, The Walking Dead. Today's sermon is entitled, Mind Makeover. We're going to learn that we must defend the doors that we have in our lives. Sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. Alright, so let's dive into this today. I'm excited to be continuing our series, The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. And today's sermon is titled, Mind Makeover. Mind Makeover. Man, this series has been incredible. I have enjoyed it thoroughly. And man, I tell you what, this one excites me. This whole series has been exciting, and I hope you guys have enjoyed it and uh, some of the things we've kind of referenced and uh, our backdrop and all that. It's already been claimed. Y'all can't have it. And so, <laughs> y'all can smile. But listen, 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 listen. So I started looking this up, and I started getting kind of curious, and we've kind of hit on it just a little bit throughout this series. But I wanted to know exactly how to kill a zombie, exactly how to kill it. And see, for us, we're fortunate. We, we know if a zombie apocalypse takes place, we know what we need to do, right? See, Glenn and <coughs> Rick and Sean and all them at the beginning of the TV series, The Walking Dead, man, they didn't know what a zombie apocalypse was. And so, and so everybody's like, well, why didn't they just do this? Why didn't they just do that? They should have known. And, but, but it made sense because in their series and in the TV show, there was no such thing as knowing what zombies were. So, so they had to improvise. So now we know. So they had to figure it out. But I've done some studying. And see, listen, there, there's these zombie apocalypse people out there. These people who are planning to survive an apocalypse that takes place. So y'all think about this. There's, there's people out there, they're like the zombie task force. Y'all ever seen these people? There's a real website, y'all. Y'all got to go check it out. They're cool. Some people might think they're a little cuckoo, but listen, I mean, they're prepared. They're, 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 man, I tell you what, they know what they're doing. They are excited, and I want to be that guy with the rednecks to survive. So the zombie survivability experts here, the experts all agree with one thing of how to kill a zombie. And we've already talked about this again a little bit, and that is to destroy or the destruction of the brain. The destroy or the destruction of the brain is the only significant way to kill a zombie. To neutralize them, as they say. We got to neutralize the threats. And that's how you do it. So, so if a zombie apocalypse ever takes out, I'm helping you guys out. I'm getting you all ready prepared from what I learned from these experts. Is you got to get the brain. So today, as we talk about mind makeover, there may be some things in our brains that we may need to destroy. So you guys just hold on with me just for a little bit longer today because this is, oh man, I'm excited about this one. This stuff stinks, right? Pastor Mike, you mean I got to get ookie boogies and stickies? If it's wet and sticky, it's not yours, don't touch it. Rule number one, DMS. So the entire process of the transformation from the walking dead, or from the walking dead to living a life in victory in Christ is to condition upon the ability to have a complete transformation. So how do we go from the walking dead to having this life in Christ? You know, we had the baptism, and we always talk about the dead in us comes back a new life because that's a resemblance and a displacement, a public displacement, display of our commitment to Christ, the old us becoming new. 
And, and, so, and, and so what's cool about this is the point of salvation is to have be made new. Be, to be made new. That's the point of salvation. The old us becomes new. The old us is dead. The old us is gone. We're not walking around here like zombie, uh, Tasha does, that zombie state mind when she comes walking, waking up and uh, shuts the door for us. If you missed the last few times I gave that demonstration, you had to go back and watch it because she beat me up a little bit for doing it. <laughs> she didn't, I promise. But, but becoming, the, the point of salvation is becoming new. Our heart becomes new. We don't want to desire the old things that we once were. So when we become born again in Christ, when we become born again, our spirit was made alive in Christ. So we made that decision. When you guys uh, made that decision for Christ, you become new in your spirit. That spirit becomes alive in Christ, and all things become new in our hearts. So when we say that prayer, and you know, we do this each and every week. We say this basically a sinner's prayer, as they call it, and that gives anybody an opportunity to make that decision for Christ. And if you make a decision for Christ, don't be ashamed of it. Come tell us. We love hearing about it. And I always say if it's the first time, the hundredth time, the thousandth time, the millionth time, come tell me because, hey, we want to celebrate with you because, hey, we all fall short of the glory of God. We all make mistakes. I pray on a daily basis, God, forgive me of my sins. God, if there's something in my life that I've done, knowingly or unknowingly, maybe I cut somebody off in traffic and I didn't realize, or maybe I got angry at somebody and I didn't realize, I'm saying, God, hey, will you forgive me for those things? Renew my heart. And so there's three parts to our bodies. There's three parts. Y'all ready for this? There's the spirit, the soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions, and then our body. So we have a mind, we have our spirit, and we have our body. I messed that up. Spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. The soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. You know, when you get that thing and, and you're just like, man, I really, I really want to. I really want to eat that last piece of chocolate cake. I really need it. My body's telling me, oh, you don't need it, boy. You're already big. You don't need no more chocolate cake. <laughs> my soul and my spirit's trying to tell me up, like, hey, Listen, Pastor Michael, you really don't need that chocolate cake. Your A1C is a little elevated. <laughs> Your doctor don't want you to eat no chocolate cake. Don't eat it. But I ate it anyway. <laughs> Philippians 1 and 6, it says, Being confident of this, that he who begins a good work in you will carry it on to complete it upon the day of the Christ. Uh, upon the day of Jesus Christ. See, see, see. When, when we start a new work and we start something, we need to continue and to fill it out. Don't be co configured to this world any longer. The patterns of this world, because the world's going to tell us, hey, whatever here is wrong is good. Oh, it's okay if you dabble into this and you dabble into that and you have this and you have that and you do this and you do that. It's okay. The world's going to tell you what is wrong is right. And it talks about later on in, in the end times, and, you, and we see it every single day. You know, what is good is no longer right. It's bad. Doing the right thing, being ethically right, is wrong in today's society. Doing the right thing is wrong. But by golly, you do something wrong, and they, they put you on a pedestal, and they look, man, they worship you. You're the best person in the world. They do a lot of unethical things in this world. And it's very heartbreaking to see some of these things. And, but, but when we set, set ourselves apart from those things, we become transformed in Christ. The renewing of the mind. When we come to Christ and we have him our full self and we give him our full understanding and we give him our whole entire body, we won't want to be a part of these things. 
All right, let me get back to our online campus. Online campus, sorry about the, uh, we knocked you guys off there a while ago. Our internet's dysfunctional. I feel like everything we have is dysfunctional sometimes. All right, here we go, all right. Whew, bless it. All right, so to catch you guys up just for a minute, we have a, have a full transformation of our heart, our body, and our minds. Talking about Romans 12, 1 through 2 here. Now, listen, 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 listen. Verse number two here is this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you, transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Changing the way we think. When we come to Christ, we have to change the way we're thinking from the old us. The renewing of our mind, an absolute must for us to have a visual of what's going on outward. So you remember last week we talked about having the body. The body is just a shape. And we talked about the bones coming together. The bones is what forms us. I have bones, but I can't go lift up a 100-pound weight over here. I can't go and do 10, you know, 250-pound bench press. I have the body, I have the muscle, or I have the, I have the, 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 the bones, I have the figure to do it, but I don't have the strength and the ability to do it because I don't have, I'm not built that way. Lost my spot. But when we, but I can sit here and say, hey, yes, I can, I can lift those weights, I can do those things, but my body's not going to let me. And it's the same way with Christ when we think that we have it made. Well, I said that prayer, Pastor Michael. You sent me the 10 steps to help me stay committed to my faith. I've done what you've asked us to do, but I'm still struggling. I'm still having these battles. But did you make a complete transformation? See, oftentimes what we do and what happens to people is they say, okay, I'm going to pray the prayer. I'm going to worship. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to get the 10 step Pastor Michael has. And, and I'm just, but I'm, I'm still going to dabble into this. I'm still going to dabble into that. I'm still going to do this. I'm still going to do that. We can make and look the part. But are we living the part? There's a difference between coming to church each and every week. You can be involved with every single thing and doing every single thing process of church and, and go through every single step but if you don't have the relationship with Christ it doesn't mean anything you can look the part but do you have the relationship the way we think can impact everything that we do so everything that we do every life aspect can, and the way we think can impact us think about this well Pastor Mike I don't like oh I'm going to tell you something there's a lot of people don't like us just because the way we do things that is the coolest sign I think we've ever done. But you know what? People won't come here and they won't have a day of light because we put dead inside. Well, maybe if you come and know what we were talking about, you'd understand why we did it because we're going to cross lines to bring people in, not draw lines to keep people out. Pastor Michael, you participated in the trunk or tree. That's the devil's night. Guess what? We had a sign out there and thousands of people seen it and said, Medic Church, because we want to give an opportunity to bless people. Shine a little light. And we had people saying, hey, where's your church at? We're located at 108 Hellery Creek Drive, Pilot Mountain, North Carolina, 27041, in between uh, Dollar General and behind Brigatoni's Pizza. Because we want to live out a message. Because we, want, we don't want to just look the part, we want to be the part. See, 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 people have this thing and they hate us because they don't understand us. And the things that we do and the way we think can control our mind and can be uh, controlled, our center of our minds.
See, see, psychologists tells us that approximately one, excuse me, 10,000 thoughts pass through our minds on a daily basis. 10,000 thoughts. Y'all think about that for a minute. Who wants to count to 10,000 for me? Anybody? One, two, skip a few, 99, 100. <laughs> I still got a long ways to go, right? I mean, think about that. 10,000 thoughts a day. That's the, a, a basics for most people. Now, some people have a little bit more than that. And let's just like it. Spouses, <laughs> when your spouse is on your nerves, how many other thoughts go through your mind? It's probably about 100,000, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know when there's some times where the filing cabinet starts coming out, and I'm like, how do you even remember these things? And the psychologist tells us 10,000 thoughts a day come out of our mind. And so the way our mind is thinking control our actions. Sometimes those actions can be good. Sometimes those actions can be bad. I hope that the thoughts that come through my mind are mostly 99% positive. I hope. Sometimes not because I drive. Driving and me and road race, man, I get ticked off a lot of times. I'm like, what are you doing? You don't know how to drive. Trina, what are you doing? Trina's visible, by the way. But the brain says you can hold more information. Your brains can hold more information than the entire library of Congress. And that's all 17 million volumes. That's pretty cool, ain't it? Our brains, your brain right now can hold more information than the entire Library of Congress. I don't know what the, somebody come up with that, but I don't know if my brain don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, man, I wish I had that much information in there. Whoo, that'd be a crazy. Whoo, I had to use Google all the time. All right, for taking notes today, the field of, the field of our minds produced the fruit of our lives. The field of our minds produced the fruit of our lives. Luke 6 and 43 uh, through 45. It says, no good tree bears bad fruit. Y'all see that? No good tree bears bad fruit. So if you have a good tree out there, it's not going to have no bad fruit on it. Nor does bad trees bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit, right? If I go out to an orange tree, there's going to be oranges on it. There ain't going to be no apples. If I go out to an apple tree, there's going to be apples on it. There ain't going to be no oranges. If I go out here and I find a field of corn, there's going to be corn on the cob over there. They're not going to be cotton over there. You know what I mean? People do not pick fees from a thorn bush or grapes from a bear. The good, verse 45, the good man bears good things out of good stored up in his heart. So when we store up these good things, we're going to bear good things. We put up good things in our heart, good things are going to come out. When we say, hey, we're going to collect candy and, and we're going to go to Walmart and Dollar General, we're going to take all the candy bags and we're going to bless the community because we love our community. Man, that's good coming out of us because we have good built up in our hearts. Thank you guys again for you know, giving to the thing. But listen, but listen. Store up good in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. Whew. So if we, if we store up evil in our heart, then bad things are going to come out. See that? The evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. That revenge you have stored up in your heart because you want to get back at somebody because the wrong they've done to you 
it'll eventually come out. So yo, 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 check that out. Throughout of the outer flow of his heart, his mouth speaks. That's why we speak these bad things and we say these bad things and we say these good things. But the Greek word heart, the Greek word heart is, is shown in the New Testament 2,588 different times. That's a lot of times to see heart, right? It's, uh, it's, it's called cardia, cardia, like I said, right? And it means the thought or feelings in our minds and also means architecturally in the middle. What do we have in the middle of each of one, every one of us? Our heart. Our heart. So again, the man is made up of three parts, his spirit, his soul, and his body. See, see, our, our bodies are born again. In this, in, uh, our bodies are born again with a spirit that wants to serve Christ. We want to serve Christ, and we want to serve him, and we want to speak life to people, and we want to channel out the fleshly things of this world called sin, and that's through our spirits and our mind. But listen, 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 listen. If you do not like the crop here, you know what I'm talking about? Cropping things out of your life. Or if we don't crop out the things in our life that we've planted, if we don't get those things out, the bad's going to start coming out of us. This past summer, I tried to spray weed killer around my house. I have a little old a barn back in the back. They used to have like goats and stuff that were hanging back there, eating the grass in there. I don't like going in there because I'm pretty sure they're snakes. <laughs> so I sprayed some Roundup. Sprayed the Roundup. It killed it off for about a day and a half, and it come back. I was madder than mad. So I asked a friend of mine, I'm like, hey, man, I need some stuff that's going to kill the plants and it never to come back. He's like, dude, I don't have nothing like that, but I can get you something that at least kill it for six months. I said, sold. I need it. He said, listen, it's expensive. You're going to pay for it. I said, man, is it going to come back? He said, no. I said, all right. He said, you got to be careful with it because wherever you spray it, it's going to kill it, and it's going to kill it for at least six months. I said, I'm good with that. So I got this stuff. I go to Tractor Supply. I get this special weed killer. I get home. I'm super excited, y'all. I'm like, I'm getting ready to kill some plants. <laughs> I'm getting ready to kill some grass. <laughs> so I filled up my mixture. I put the mixture together and added the water and the concentrate. And I got my little thing and, and I start spraying. I spray everything. And we had this uh, in our flower beds for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know if y'all have this same problem. But we have a weed problem in our flower bed. Grass wants to come out of it. We had some flowers up there. So when I was spraying my weed killer, I went around the flowers just to make sure I didn't kill them off because we wanted to keep them. A couple days later, sun done been beaming down. Everywhere I sprayed this weed killer, he was right. It killed it. So if you come to my house right now, you can tell where I sprayed the weed killer because it's really brown and everything else is semi-green because, <laughs> you know, it's dying off. It's getting wintertime almost. And where I tried to be careful spraying this killer around these flowers that we wanted to keep ended up killing those flowers as well. Tasha was so mad. She's like, I can't believe you killed them flowers off. Nah, nah, nah. I'm like, listen, it was accident. It wasn't, it wasn't supposed to happen. But I said that to tell you guys 
that when we allow poison into our lives, and if we don't cut the things out of our life that we need, things around us are going to kill us. Because Amy unintentionally going around spraying this weed killer, I had no intention of trying to kill this little area here. Everything around it I wanted done, but I was trying to protect this area. But I ended up killing it in the process. And just like our life sometimes, we want to try to take care of everything around us, but that one spot that we need to take care of, the poison around us is affecting us. We have to crop things out of our life for us to have change to take place. Now, the proper thing that I should have done would have been to take that flower, pull it out, set it to the side, sprayed the weed killer, and let this weed killer do its thing, and then replant the flower. See, I skipped some steps. And sometimes in our life, that's what we try to do with Christ. We try to skip steps. And we try to skip over things that we shouldn't be trying to skip over. There's only one way to the Father, and it's through Jesus Christ. Through the acceptance of Jesus Christ by praying to him and asking for forgiveness. One way to the Father is through Jesus. Proverbs uh, 23 and 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. It says the fruits of our life is clearly seen is our words. Our words is what we say and it's how we talk. How we talk to people. Are we bringing people up or are we breaking people down? Our actions. This is the way we behave or our response, our acts. How are we behaving to people? I shared this story uh, last night and, and I've shared Excuse me, a couple different times when we first moved into this building here, we didn't realize that our, uh, the trash cans out here, that we had to have our own. And so we were dumping stuff into the trash cans. Well, one of the companies here got upset because we were dumping into their trash can, and I mean, they had to pay for it. I didn't know this at the time. Well, they were upset at us. They were upset. And they come told us how upset they were about it, and I was like, oh, snap. And we were very apologetic. And I had two ways that we could have responded and two ways we could have acted towards this. I could have been like, you know what? The heck with him. Never had nothing to say to him in my entire life again. I could have throat punched him and went to jail. I could have done a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? But you know how we responded? I said, hey, man, it won't happen again. No, you know, we're sorry. We'll get the stuff out if you want us to. DSK led the situation. And then, and then we left here and we, went and, and we went to the end of the road and we took a right and we went up to the food line and touched it. Where are you going? I said, I'm going to do damage control. He said, damage control? I said, yeah. I said, I'm going to buy some cookies. So I went and bought some cookies, and I took it to this business. And I walked in and said, hey, man, we just want to bless you guys. We want to tell you, hey, we're sorry. We didn't, mean, we didn't know about the trash cans. You know, no hard feelings. We just, you know, we just want to tell you how much we appreciate y'all, and we'll just bless you with some cookies. Their whole attitude changed. Their whole demeanor changed towards just... And, 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 and what's great about it is now, man, it's like we're best friends. We're like, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? It's so great. It's awesome. We have a good working relationship with it now. But if I would have been a total jerk, a total butthole, or didn't go buy them cookies, I mean, just imagine the lie or the, 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 their mindset would have been about us. So when we respond and how we respond, how we, when somebody, look, I, I've, I've tried to get better with traffic and stuff. I can't stand when somebody rides my butt on the interstate. It drives me insane. I want to brake check you. I want to get out. I want to throat punch you. It's horrible. But you know what I've got in the mindset of trying to do? Just get out of the way. It's hard. It's difficult. And, 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 and sometimes it may be something that we don't want to do. Every aspect of our life, whatever fruit that we're bearing and whatever we shall, that will eventually try to come out. 
our words, our action, our attitude, and our decisions. I gotta hurry, I gotta hurry, I'm way behind. You can't have a positive life without a negative, you can't have a positive life with a negative mind. Can't have a positive life with a negative mind. And this world makes it so easy to try to be negative. Because that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to be negative. He wants us not to like our neighbor, not to love our neighbor. He wants us to have this division in our country and in our world. He wants us to have it because he knows if he can get in our minds, he has us. And if he can get in the minds of our children to hate, then, the, then man, he's, he's, he's succeeding. But for me in our house, and for hopefully for you in your house, we'll have a positive mindset. Constantly, we tell, man, I tell Tasha all the time, I said, let's come in here with a positive mindset. When somebody gives her something negative, somebody else should be having a great day. And man, somebody will tell her something, and all of a sudden her attitude changes. Because of the negativity. I said, Tasha, I said, kill the negativity with the positive. Kill the negativity. If somebody brings you something negative, I'm going to look at the positive. You didn't like the way Fernando and Abby were singing this morning, you know what I'm going to tell you? But man, wasn't that a great song? How the darkness begins to shake and the mountains begins to fall. Here in a minute, they're going to sing a song called Waymaker. Man, it's going to be awesome because, when, man, when you don't see Christ and you don't feel him, he's still there. He's still working in your life. Because I'm going to come out with you the positive because that's how I want to do it. I'm going to say, I'm going to bring the positive out of you. Don't look at the world as a, as a, as, as a negative mindset because you can't walk in victory when all you think about is defeat. Well, Pastor Michael, I, I feel defeated. I feel heartbroken. I feel lost. I can't go on in this world. I can't do this. I can't do that. Quit looking at all the bad things. At least you're up every day breathing. Some days we wake up and we just ain't having it, right? Best advice I could do is turn back over, go to sleep, and wake up and try it again. Or do what I have to do sometimes because I'm running late. You have to cover your head up and then pop the cover back down. Just change your mindset right then. I really got to hurry. I got to really hurry. Hurry, hurry. Y'all stay with me just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer. All right, I'm going to skip a bunch of this. Uh, uh, yeah. Garbage in becomes garbage out. Garbage in, garbage out. A life, victory, hope, and faith equals a life of blessing, favor, and victory. See, when we say, hey, we want the victory in Jesus. We want to call out the name of Jesus. We want to speak life into people. We want to do this and we want to do that and bring in positive. All that goodness is going to come out and people around you are going to begin to ask, hey, what is different about you? I had a guy at the fire station. He's like, hey, man, there's something different about you. I treat him like a human being. That's the first thing I've done. I treat him like a person. He lives a totally different lifestyle than I do. 100% totally different lifestyle than I do. He had no idea that I was a preacher. No clue. He was doing him. I was doing me. I talked to him. I had conversations with him. We had dinner. We had lunch. We hung out. We talked. And somebody says, hey, man, what do you do again? I'm like, oh, yeah, I pastor this church up here in Pilot Mountain. Dropped his head and walked off. And he come back and he told me, he said, why didn't you tell me? He said, I would act different. I said, man, I'm going to treat you like you because you're a human being. Because I'm going to preach a louder message by saying, hey, I love you just as Christ loves you, then I ever will say, hey, what you're doing is wrong. You're going to preach a louder message and trying to cram the Bible down somebody's throat. Live out your life in goodness and greatness and let people say, hey, what's wrong with you? What, why, why are you doing this? Why did you guys give out thousands and thousands of pieces of candy to the community when there's other people doing the same thing? Because we love people. Why do you, why do you say, Pastor Michael, anybody come to your church? 
because I want people to come through these doors who don't know Christ, and I'm going to let God restore the brokenness in their life. You, Master Michael, you mean anybody can walk through, anybody can walk through our doors? We're going to preach God's words. We're going to live out what the Bible says. We're going to preach what the Bible says, but we're going to do it in a loving way. And we're going to let God restore the brokenness in people's lives. Online campus, if you've been on the, on the fence wanting to say, hey, I'm going to come to your church, but I'm, I'm scared. Hey, first of all, come next week because we're going to talk about the church over here at Gary, uh, Cousin Gary's restaurant. But listen, we love people. And we want God to restore the brokenness in their lives. See, we must align our minds to the living words of God. It tells us in the Bible the hottest words in our heart that we may not sin against God. But align ourselves, knowing God's word. I encourage you guys to read your Bible, pray every single day. Read your Bible and pray every single day. Pastor Michael, it's hard. You got to, most of us have a $2,000 cell phone. There's Bible apps on there. There's, guess what else there are? There's Bible put studies on there. And you got the World Wide Web. Well, Pastor Michael, I don't have a data plan. Go to Starbucks, go to McDonald's, go somewhere. They got free Wi Fi. Download it. Save you a bunch of stuff. You know what my phone has and probably all yours does? Screenshot. Find you somewhere that has uh, Wi-Fi. Connect to it. Find you a devotion. Find you some Bible scripture. Start screenshot. If you can't afford a Bible, come talk to me. We'll buy you one. Line yourself. Hide God's words in your heart. Because listen, 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 listen. I don't know where I'm at in this thing. But listen, listen. They're constantly trying to cancel the Bible. They're constantly trying to cancel the church. At the end of the day, you know what? No matter what they do to me, they can cut my eyes out. They can cut my tongue off. They can pull out my ear canals. They can do whatever they can do. They can take my Bible. They can take my phone. They can take whatever they want. But you know what they can't do? They can't take the words of God out of my heart. And I encourage you today, am I a Bible expert? No, I'm not. And I'm not going to sit up here and say I am. But you know what? I got the God's words hidden in my heart that when it comes time to face certain situations, I can say into those mountains, be moved. And it's because I've decided that I want to read my Bible and I want to pray every day. And I encourage you guys to read your Bibles, pray every day. I'm going to close with this. We must defend the door. We got to defend the door. We got to defend the our door. We got to defend what we're doing. When the enemy comes at us and he's coming at us, we got to defend the door. See, 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 what we see, what we hear, what we're associated with, we have to defend it. What we're planted in and what our minds are planted in. What are we watching? What are we listening to? Who are we associated with? See, see, this is what I want church where man they love people and you never know what the pastor's going to do next I like to keep people guessing I keep them guessing because I'm planted in what God's wanted us to do but listen 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 it's because I've seen things in my own eyes I've heard things with my own ears and I've associated my place with myself with good people Listen, listen, listen. 2 Corinthians 10, 5 through 6. It says, when we demolish arguments and every presentation that set in itself or sets itself against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. See, when we submit ourselves and our brains to God, and we take captive over the enemy, 
and nothing can stop us. But listen, listen, what we got to do today, right now, is we got to set up a camp. See, the military, when they go in, they set up a perimeter, an area that they're going to protect. They're going to set up a perimeter and they're going to protect it at all costs. They're going to guard it. And they're going to stand there and they're going to fight. And sometimes they have to go into an area where it's a building. And they have to shut the door. See, see, hey, listen, listen. I got a word from God today and I want to, I want to know, are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Are you ready? Y'all ready to hear what God wanted me to tell you today? He said, lock the door. Some of you need to shut your door and you need to lock it. You need to get these things out of your life and you need to protect your household and you at all costs. At all costs, shut the door and lock it. Lock it. And listen, listen, listen. When somebody comes knocking and the enemy comes knocking, don't unlock the door because guess what? Just guess what? Just like the enemy, just like the enemy there, he's going to tell you, he's going to tell you and they're going to push through See, see, when, when the enemy's coming at the enemy's coming to attack you, you know what he's after? He's out to kill, he's out to kill, he's out to destroy each and every one of us. So, so when we unlock the door, the enemy's going to push through. Today, guard your door. Guard, guard, guard your heart. Guard your mind and guard your soul. And keep the door locked. And if you got to do what they do in The Walking Dead, start building you uh, uh, walls up. Putting the walls up in your house. Guard your windows. Take the plywood and start hammering it down so nobody can get in. Don't let the enemy have a foothold in your door, into your home. See, we have a choice today. That whatever we're facing, either let it in Today I encourage you to give it to God. Just like we sang earlier, speak the name of Jesus in the mountains. In the, I know I don't say mountains, but the clouds begin to shake. The darkness becomes light. Well, Pastor Michael, I don't see him. I don't feel him. I don't understand where God's at. I feel so alone. Everything you're talking about, man, it sounds good, but where is God when I need him? right there in the midst holding you protecting you watching over you when you felt like a failure guess what he was there telling you hey you're not a failure but the enemy's over here he's saying hey look you suck at life you're a horrible person you're not a good mom you're not doing good at work you're not keeping up with your production hey I've even asked you to do the pod the, uh, the live stream on Facebook you can't even do that that's what the enemy's going to tell you because listen, listen, he's out to kill, steal, and destroy each and every one of us. But when we stand firm, God's right there. He's saying, listen, Abby, I got you. I got you. He's going to be there lifting you up. You know what he's going to do? He's going to keep pushing you. You know what he's going to do? He's going to keep pushing you. He's going to keep walking with you. And even if you stumble and you fall and you, know, you have an off week, you know what he's going to do? He's going to be right there to pick you up. And he's going to walk with you. And he's still going to love you. We may not see it. We may not understand it. But God's still there. For 11 years, we had no clue. No clue. For three years, 
we went through trials and tribulations to question God that was just what we're supposed to be doing and God was preparing us for something bigger I felt like God had left us and he reminded me that I'm right there with you every step of the way you may not see it you may not understand it but I'm right there with you and he's right there with each and every one of you guys today online campus he's right there with you podcast listeners later on when you listen to this he's right there he's with you and he's picking up the pieces and he's going to restore the brokenness in your life see when God knocks are you going to answer his call when God knocks on the door are you going to answer because some of us today God's beating on your doors and he's saying hey I want you to let me in your life but it's up to us to open the door for Christ Pastor Mike, a while ago, you said to close the door and shut it and lock it. Hammer it down so nobody can get in. Yeah, to the enemy. Get you a peephole so you know who it is at your door. Find you a peephole. Install a peephole so you know who's trying to get in your door. And when Christ calls, answer the call. Guard your heart. You guys will stand with me this morning. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you so much for this day. God, I want to thank you for everybody that's here, that's on our online campus, God, that's listening to this podcast later on. God, just touch our lives. Renew our minds today, God. God, help us to close the door and to lock it, God, to the enemy. God, touch our hearts, touch our minds, touch our souls today, God. Lord, and most of all, remind us that you never left us, that you've been right there with us, picking us up. God, restore the brokenness in our lives. Hard and it gets challenging. The enemy's trying to get into our lives. God, let us have the peephole ready to see who's there. God, just touch each and every one of us today. If you don't know who Christ is, you want to make a decision for Him, all you have to do is say this simple prayer Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for coming to the earth and dying on the cross for me. God, I'm opening the door to let you in my life. Help me when it gets hard. And God, pick me up when I stumble and fall. In the name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. Today, if you need prayer, you can go to medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. Would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one? You can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com com forward slash give you can do a one-time gift a reoccurring gift we just ask that you pray and give from your heart today join us back next time as we give another life-giving message all right we'll see you soon